Hello, my name is Evan Jacobs and welcome to the Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir Aftermath podcast. These interviews are part of an ongoing series chronicling the hardcore punk music scene in Orange County, California and sometimes elsewhere. They are an addendum to the film Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir. This is a documentary I made that chronicles the 1990s hardcore punk scene. You can stream Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir on Vimeo. For $2 a month, you can watch every Anadimia film by subscribing to Anadimia Films Unlimited on Vimeo. Links for all this stuff are in each episode description. To support this podcast, please like, rate, and review it. Also, please subscribe to Anadimia Films TV on YouTube, where you can view all of these podcasts in their original video form. Now, when you're in the studio, you guys are recording, is there anything about with the 12-inch or the 7-inch that stands out to you? Um, like, were there any, like, stories, like, like moments where you're just like, oh, wow, I can't believe that that happened, or, oh, I'm surprised that that worked, or what am I going to, like, you know, you as the bass player having to come up with a part and you maybe not knowing what to do, but you had to do it because you guys were recording in that moment. Uh, you know, I was going to say also one of the things in the studio was um, uh, the pressure of time, uh, time and money. So again, that kind of kept us on track at least, you know, kept me on track and trying to, you know, make sure, you know, do it right the first time, you know? So there, there was like an incredible pressure. So, um, where was that funding coming for the, for like the 12 inch? Cause I mean, cause that's pretty ambitious also to start with a 12 inch. Cause the way that I always thought of it is, Oh, you start with a seven inch and then like, you know what I mean? You build and build. Right. And I think, I think that was the plan. And all of a sudden, the band, as I was entering the band, they came to the realization, like, man, we've got a lot of stuff, <laughs> you know, and, and it's pretty good, you know, so we could, you know, theoretically pull off, you know, a full size, you know, album. And I think that was um, the, the motivations of switch from just a seven inch to, you know, here's an album that has more, you know, uh, time available on it. Uh, the funding was from the band. Um, everybody contributed, I think, you know, as far as I could remember, um, the distribution and the, the creation of it was in conjunction with new beginning. Mm -hmm. And I don't really know, um, because I think that might've been, I think that might've been the fifth or fourth release on new beginning. So they had some stuff under their belt. And they might have um, had some sort of uh, income from those items. I don't know. You know that was that was Billy's thing. What was the high point for you with Half Off? Like, I guess from a show perspective, where like you played and just a feeling of I don't know satisfaction or just a feeling of hey, you know what? Like this thing is bigger you know, bigger than me or bigger than, than, than just, than just this scene. Or, I mean, I don't know that I'm wording that correctly, but I just know, I remember when Vadim got, when, when Vadim played in ice 
and um, we were talking to him, and he would just throw out random shows like, oh, I remember when we played, I think you guys played the Stone Pony or something with, with Youth of the Day or something. He's naming all these bands. And I'm just sitting like, oh my gosh. And like, you know, and now you're playing in ice. Like, come on. Like, you know, we, you know, but my, yeah, back to my, back to my question. What for you personally was like a really high point of being in Half Hall? You, you know, um, I don't know why, but I'm thinking of just like, you know, the humorous things, you know, that happened. And, um, you know, there were a lot, a lot of great shows, but there was some like some funny stuff that, you know, I always remember that. And we kind of, you know, we kind of used um, uh, half off as a vehicle to, uh, you know, project our humor. That was um, always uh, the impression that I got. It it wasn't so inherent in Haywire, but with Half Off, I, I really felt that these were like, this was like almost like a Saturday Night Live kind of thing of like, you have this brain trust of people that look at the world a certain way. And this is being expressed in this, in this music. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I was guilty of just like not keeping my mouth shut or just, you know, like, yeah, you know, do this, do that. And, uh, I mean, one night we're, we're playing at Fenders and it might've been the night that, you know, Scream was the headliner and Uniform Choice was on the bill and the lights are all out and it's dark and just for kicks, um, I start playing the bass intro from the uniform choice song, uniform choice. And they are at this time, their album has come out and they are the most popular band in the area. Everybody knows who they are now. And we hear all these kids like run to the stage and they're yelling and screaming. And, and of course, Vadim and Jim, they know all the songs of every band and they can cover them perfectly. So we start doing it and all of a sudden, um, like the lights come on super bright and, um, and everybody stops and Billy's just like, you know, it's us. And we just start going into like our stuff, you know, the stuff like that is what, is what sticks in my head kind of. And, and, but there were a lot of, um, a lot of accomplishments, a lot of good shows, you know, that, you know, uh, a little thrash band that, you know, kind of generic grew up into, you know, um, uh, a much more developed and uh, precise and capable band of doing a lot of stuff. I always think like if Half Off would have kept going, the way um, Jim was writing and the way he was able to just bring in all this stuff from various sources, I, I think we almost would have probably kind of ended up like articles of faith. Wow. You know, wow. just like on that, like that really, really intense thought out, you know, music, you know, I, I really, I, I, I always think that because he was very, um, very capable and uh, worked really hard at playing guitar and, and did a lot of great stuff. And, 
the band doesn't continue. Could you kind of no. go into that for like for like maybe people that that don't that maybe don't know the whole story? I just I'm loving all this. You are like because I'm saying you're telling me stuff. That like and I've spoken to Drew Charlson a gazillion times. He's never told me that story. I love that I know that story now. Um, so yeah. yeah, could you talk about sort of the the band's demise? Because that's another thing in hardcore is, and and I I understand it and I don't understand, but 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 it always seemed like bands start, they go, they go, they go, and then and then they reach a point, and then they just done. And I was just wondering what. You know, could could you go into the band's, you know, d- dissolution? So um, the band is planning a tour, like across across the U.S., and I'm coming to the realization, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to be able to do this. And like I, I really like labored over that. And was finally, that a financial um, thing, or was that a, or was that just it, a, it was it was a home life thing, right? You know, I kept you know, trying, I was living at home and, um, you know, I'm telling my parents, you know, yeah, well, you know, we're going to go on tour. And every day I was just, um, there was just a barrage of, you know, no, you're not, don't, you can't, um, you know, you're diabetic. It's not going to work, you know, and just every day it was just like this continual barrage and so I was like, you know what? I mean, I, I really felt um, like if I went, there was going to be like a life change. And I don't know if I would have been able to um, pull that off successfully. So, um, you know, so I, I, you know, I backed out of the band. Um, I offered up Sterling. Wilson as a replacement played bass, great player, kind of looked like me, you know, shouldn't be a problem, you know, and, but the band decided not to. So that was, you know, that was terrible, you know? Um, And that was kind of, we, we played one last show. I think it was at the anti-club, you know, was the feeling kind of, well, you know what, if we can't go on tour, if we're not going to go on tour, we're not going to do it without John. No, I, I don't think, I don't think it was, you know, so much like, you know, Oh gosh, we really want you to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Cause everybody was just, you know, they were upset, you know, that I did, I, that I left. Um, and I think they were just kind of like, probably just disheartened, you know, um, that that happened and, you know, you know, they worked so hard and then they just felt like they didn't want to, you know, go forward. 